Hey listeners, how you doing? Pull up a chair, come join us for something a little bit different today. We're going to take a little bit of a a little bit of a spooky deep dive, if you like, for Halloween into into a couple of games. So what we thought we'd do is we'd split the games up into two sort of bite-sized episodes, if you like, for this week. So you can just jump in and have a have a little bit of a listen and join. If you haven't played these games, you know, I, I would probably recommend considering playing them first. They will be a little spoilery, I think, Mindy. Is that fair to say? I, yeah, especially with, with my twist game, it will be a lot spoilery. So, yes. <laughs> and look, to be honest with you, listeners, these games, neither of them are very long. And they're, um, as we'll get into, they're available on many platforms and they're at quite a reasonable price. So, you know, if they do interest you, maybe play them first, then, you know, pick us up later in the week or whatever. And don't be alarmed. We're still going to do our regular episode. That'll just be out later in the week. So you've got plenty of content from us this week. So without further ado, why don't we jump into the first game, Mindy? And the first game is Little Nightmares. It's a puzzle platformer horror adventure game developed by the Swedish developer Tasia Studios and published by Bandai Namco Entertainment for Microsoft Windows, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and the Xbox One. So, Mindy. Yes. Initial thoughts. What do you think? How did this game strike you? I liked it. I was worried because I've it has a reputation, which made me think it's probably overrated. Mm. But uh, I actually I liked it quite a bit. Going into this game, I didn't really know anything about it. Uh, you know, you you actually suggested this game, which is is fantastic. But I I didn't know anything about it, so I went in with a very open open sort of slate, I suppose, listeners. And just just to give you an idea, if you if you don't know sort of what it is, we said it's a, it's a puzzle platformer. It's quite heavy on the platforming at times. I think that's fair to say. Mindy, or maybe unorthodox platforming, if you like. And I'd also go as far as to say there are some sort of puzzle elements to the game as well. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Well, puzzle, yeah. I, I think de- there's a lot of stealth-ish in this game as well. Yeah. Because you can't fight, so you're either platforming, running, or hiding. Very much so. In fact, I thought, I don't know how you felt this. I'm sure we'll get into this, but I actually felt that there was more of that in the, for me personally, I found, and listeners, to be honest with you, if this game hadn't come up in this deep dive, I don't think I would have ever played it. I definitely probably wouldn't have played past the first chapter, which would have been been a shame because the most terrifying thing for in this game for me, Mindy, was definitely the controls. I found the controls <laughs> very challenging. Well, at the start, they, anyway. They can be. It's, it's a... Uh... Not a good choice when you have like a, like you have to hold the R2 trigger to pick up the, pick up something and keep holding it to keep holding the item, which I get. What I don't like is when you're climbing and it's a platforming game. So you're climbing ladders and stuff. When you jump onto like a ladder, you hit R2 to grab the ladder, but you have to keep holding onto it to keep holding onto the ladder. It's just, it's a lot of kind of 
finger Olympics, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, very much so. And look, we'll, you know, we'll get into that too, but I don't, you know, listeners, if you have started this game and you're like me and you're just like, whoa, or you've read about the controls being bad, I would definitely encourage you, you know, to, to persist. It's I found that the peak challenge of the game was definitely in the first two chapters. I thought it got, I mean, you get more familiar with it, obviously, but I thought it really over, it got a lot easier and, and it flowed a lot better in the third, fourth and fifth chapters, predominantly because I became more accustomed to the controls and, and their quirks, I think. So, you know, just going, briefly into the story and I mean, <laughs> there is a story here isn't there Mindy there is there's and I, I we should have started by saying uh we are just covering the base game here neither of us had enough time to finish the DLC so we're not covering the DLC I my understanding is that there is stuff that is explained in the DLC but there's still a lot of open-ended or interpretable things in this game even after the DLC yeah yeah, very much so. So with that in mind, we start off now, I don't, they never name the character. So we can just call her girl in raincoat, if you like, or or oh, the girl. She has a name. Her name is, her name is Six. Oh, see, okay. Yes. Okay. So a number, we call her Six, if you if you like. I mean, and, and the. No, that, that literally is, oh, is it literally is her name. See, see I didn't, I missed that. She's not named in the game, but it is her name. Oh, so how do you know that? It's from, I mean, I know it just because of the game's reputation. So I knew going in that her name was Six, mm. but it's. I think it's in like all of the marketing and stuff. And like, if you read the book, like the back of the box, it says like you play as six, but like in the game, she's never mentioned as six because there's no, there's no um, dialogue. There's no uh, kind of written things to look at. So there's no way to figure it out in the game that I know of. No, I look, I, I would agree with you. So, so okay, so six. And, and it's her progress, I suppose, through five levels in the base game, the prison, the lair, the kitchen, the guest area, and the ladies' quarters of what is essentially a ship. I'm, I'm right there, aren't I? I mean, it is, it is a ship, a giant ship that you're... you're yeah, the maw. Yeah, that you're in, and so you sort of start off in the, you know in the 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 you know below the below the sea level if you like in in this thing called the prison or below you know below decks or whatever, and you, you're slowly making your way up through you know very dark, very sort of confining. I don't know. There there are sections in this game that almost make you feel claustrophobic, if you like, Mindy. I think where you're you're, you're actually you know traversing through like pipes and and sort of little tunnels and and stop gaps and things like that. I don't know if you found that yourself. Yeah, well, for it's more for me that the game, what I liked is that the game subtly reminds you that you're on a ship. I forgot because I, I played like the first level and then I, like two days later, I went back and, and continued in that time I'd forgotten that I was on a ship. And until I was like, why are there so many kind of hmm. ducks that I'm crawling through? And, and why are there so many Dutch angles? You know, why is everything framed in like Dutch angles? And then you would pull stuff and sometimes it would kind of go down an angle or things are swaying and then you remember oh i'm on a ship and this is what it's doing it's reacting to the the swaying of the ship here yes yeah, I think that's very cleverly handled because, as you as you say, they're, they're very confined levels or whatever. Like the, you know, you you don't see outside until later in the game. There's a, a section where you climb up the 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 chain, uh, the anchor chain, and you get it. You get a sense of of scope. But even even at the the first and the second level, where you're going up those staircases and it sort of zooms out, it, it's a great way of creating a sense of a a massive environment, isn't it? In what is essentially a very linear game, a linear space. It is, yeah, and it's it plays with, um, especially with that kind of massive. It it plays with your sense of scale here, because you know she, mm. six is a child, 
but if you if you think about the just the the scale of the adults around they're they're massive it's not just an adult it's like a monster adult and she's pulling chairs and the chairs are just too big and it's it's it throws you off nothing about this feels normal you know you could be in a room where nothing is going on but you're like but I'm looking at the scale of my character standing next to this chair and it doesn't make sense and it it's confusing. And not in like a baffling take you out way, but just in an unsettling, you know, it doesn't want you to get comfortable kind of way. No, that's see, this is the interesting thing. Cause when I was when I was playing at listeners, I was like, this game and the second game we're gonna get to. And I was like, next time I'm gonna pick the games. Because <laughs> these are not these are neater games that as I said, I would naturally gra- gravitate to. And at the end of the second chapter, I was like, I don't find this scary, you know, this game. I don't find it horror in the sense of that. But then I realized that my right arm was incredibly tense when I'd been playing. So the game is very tense, isn't it? It's it's a different type of horror. It's it. I, I hesitate to say survival horror, but in a way, it is because the the monsters, if you like, or the the enemies that you you, you counter, you can't beat them. So it, it, most of the time, it's a matter of outrunning them, isn't it, and staying ahead of them. And it, it's that tension right. that comes with it. So it's not it's not like a. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. Perhaps you you had some, but I didn't really think there were any jump scares or anything like that. This game relied on it. Was just that that slow building tension, so that by the time you hit the third and the fourth chapter, it, you did you did feel this this constant push of moving forward and 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 i mean you know there are a lot of t- sort of time sequences aren't they that the time limits for certain things become smaller in the in the latter chapters mm-hmm. so it, it does have that that sense of push forward and that's one of the reasons i want to do this this was this was your choice of game i mm. i sent a list of games that i thought we could both do in a reasonable yes. amount of time and you picked little nightmares yeah, no, I did you want to play. Put all it. of this on me. No, but I no, no. liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't like it at the start. That was my point. But the more I played through it, I definitely did like mm-hmm. it. Yes. Mm. But this is why I wanted to do this kind of game. Like, I this is my kind of horror. Like, you know, there's a time and place for jump scares, but I love more kind of atmospheric, tense horror as opposed to just boo kind of horror. And I know just about every podcast every gaming channel is going to do horror games and it's going to be like resident evil or it's going to be you know outlast or or, you know these kind of jump scary fighting horror games i wanted to do horror games that were more atmospheric that were more just kind of they filled it, it wasn't jump scare scary but it fills you with just kind of dread the things that are creepy and not necessarily just go at you with loud noises and flashing lights and you know yeah I agree and I, I think I think it's that I mean I, I could see people playing this and and I think the way you play it would definitely affect how much of that as- atmospheric horror and tension you sort of got like if you, if you didn't if you just played it as a I mean I could almost see you playing this as like a platformer and you just sort of not acknowledging the 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 sort of enemies if you like or the giant grotesque figures and stuff like that and and you just play it that way but if you if you sort of as you say if if it hits you and you stop like i thought i mean you know as you said things are exaggerated to the max or whatever and the i suppose the human style the big human other characters or, or enemies if you like they have they have these grotesque faces that are similar to like a goya a francesco goya painting if you like it's just morbid and demonic if you like and and dark and and twisted and you know morbidly obese all these things that you think of and 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 it's just 
oh, it's just grotesque. It's lovely, <laughs> you know, in a way. I think that you don't see in well, I suppose in horror, do you? You know, like it's it, it's usually to one side or the other, these sort of shock games or something. It's to the extreme so much. And this is sort of, I mean, it's, it's almost like a painting, I suppose, in a way. I thought it was so well well crafted, uh, with the graphics, if you if you get, get what I'm saying there, Mindy. I do. I think I think this game nails its visual aesthetic. I, I don't know. I don't know if I follow you on Goya. That's interesting. I never really thought about that. Oh, really? Because see, there's a, a, you know, I mean, as we said, we're going to spoil it. So there's a, a section, I'm going to say it's in the kitchen, but it might have been the guest area. It might Possibly it was chapter four, actually, where it, it builds up at the ending and you're you're running away from one of them and they're sort of always falling or whatever. And then you, you, you have to get up on the table and then they're all sort of coming for you and the music and the, well, it's not really music, it's more sound design, that it's all just pushing you to the edge of this table where you're going to make this massive jump over to the end of the level and the other side and it's just it's it's just like a depiction of you know it's almost like a depiction of the last supper in a way but you know just just this grotesqueness of the characters and and they're just piling on top of each other if you remember this Mindy just trying to get you and you know if you're if you're like me and the controls don't seem to work then you do that a couple of times so it loses its value <laughs> perhaps but the first time it happens it's it's a great feeling to to be there and to jump up and grab that swing and to go through and it, it strikes me as Goya in the in the representation. What what I got, and I think this might go over your head because I don't know how familiar you are with these. This mm. game to me is a kind of a combination of Coraline and Spirited Away. If you've seen either of those, no. So Coraline, it's like a dark fantasy. It's written by it's a it was a story written by Neil Gaiman. Became a stop motion movie in the. I want to say the mid 2000s, something like that, late 2000s. And then Spirited Away is a Ghibli movie and a, a lot of Ghibli in this, actually. Oh, it's about a girl who enters this strange fantasy world and she she's working at a bathhouse. And um, there's just all these very large creatures who come in and, and um, that's part, especially they were talking about with all the people at the table and just kind of eating. There's a part where her she she's looking for her parents and they turn into pigs and all they're doing is just sitting there eating and eating and eating and that's all they're doing and they don't stop looking I, I especially now that you've played the game look into that movie and see if you if you agree with my assessment there because I think I think there's a lot of that in there and I I would not be surprised if the developers said they were inspired by Studio Ghibli. Okay, no, I, I will do. That's an interesting point. So what I would like to touch on in this game, though, is that, that you're playing as six and there are there are segments throughout each level. I think maybe it starts in Chapter 2, maybe not in the first chapter, where you, you become physically weak. So your character, in effect, stops the screen, sort of, you know, flashes very lightly or whatever else, and you need to eat something. These sections, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with, Mindy, you remember, and, and you tend to, like, you eat whatever's there, like a rat or something like this you know, just, just to sustain yourself. And then once you've eaten that thing, you, you're happy to move on or whatever else. So then, you know, and taking a massive leap towards the end of the game, and, you know, we can we can address the boss fight at the end if, if you want to after, but at the end of the game, it, and now I maybe uh, the great thing about these two games is that I think I'm not completely sure I know what happened in either of them. That's why it's interesting to talk to you, Mindy. But at the end of the game, you eat the boss, you know, well, you you know, bite into the boss, if you like, like you've been doing to the rats. 
and then six turns around, uh, you know, ascends up, you know, uh, you know, a heavenly ascension, if you like, up the the final staircase into the light, uh, you know, to the end of the game. But before that, it turns around, and you never really see her face in the game, and you still don't see it. And for me, that almost seemed like, well, you know, throughout the whole game, you're trying to get her because she's oppressed, she's trying to escape, she's trying to do this, and they've all been trying to get her. And then you realise she's quite a dangerous creature herself, isn't she? Do you see it that way? She and it's that's what that's a weird thing to me is, you know, the way that they at least my understanding again this is an this is a a game that is open to interpretation. Mm. My understanding is there is no set answer for what everything in this game means because I did do some googling and stuff before we recorded, and everything I saw said open to interpretation basically. So the maw is set up as these these people voluntarily get on the ship but six does not seem to be this way she starts out in this prison if you remember in the in the first level like all of the gates are electrified she's mm. literally imprisoned there whereas all these other people all these other adults because she's like the only kid on the ship she's actually not i do know that there are more kids because i know that's part of the dlc but we didn't finish the dlc so we're not going to bring that in you know, all these other adults are there voluntarily. They're there. They're gorging themselves. And she's literally just behind these electric gates. Why is she there? Is she there because she's dangerous? Is she there because she is a child? Why is she on this on this ship? But what I find interesting about her, you mentioned that she's eating. She eats the boss. What's interesting is if you think about the progression, this happens four or five times in the game. She starts out eating bread. You know, there's a there's another person. Mm. She gets these hunger pains, and there's a she walks by a person who throws her some bread. And the next time it happens, she eats a dead rat. And the next time it happens, she eats a live rat. And the next time it happens, there's this little um, I can't remember what they're called. It's like a gnome, and it offers her like this sausage, and she eats the gnome. She doesn't eat the sausage. And then she eats the boss. So it's this, it's this escalation of her. I don't know what this means, you know? I, I guess it all comes down to how you interpret who or what Six is. Why is she on the ship? Why is she trying to escape? I mean, she's obviously trying to escape because she's imprisoned on this ship. But given you see this escalation of her eating eventually starting to eat live things. Was there a good reason for her to be imprisoned? Are we actually playing as a, as a bad guy? Well, I think, I mean, it's, it's fa- that's, as I said, it's fascinating to talk because I said, like, you're, you're totally right. It is totally open to interpretation. And I think the game did such a good job of painting Six at the start as as the good character. I mean, the, the game is very, very dark. Everything is black and greys, you know, and scales. And she's in a yellow raincoat. She's the only colour in the game. So you, you can't get more, you know, iconic than, than that sort of, you know, iconography, if you like, that it, it, it's got to be a good thing, you would think. You know, the colour, you know, happy, whatever else, you, you're trying to save her. But I, I agree with you. As the game goes on, you, you do sort of wonder, maybe she's developing into something you know and and that's what I felt like uh, the horror that I you know I'm, I'm partial to, to slasher horror of course but the horror that I, I feel 
that, that sticks with me is the horror, sort of the fear of the unknown. And I thought at the end of that game where she turns to you and you still can't see her face, I thought that was fantastic. And then she ascends up and obviously she's going to escape or get out. And it's that that sort of, you know, some good, uh, like It Follows, if you like, some good horror movies, fringe movies. They do this where it, it, it doesn't end. Like the, the, the real threat is going out into the world and you don't know what it is. And that's how this game sort of struck me, I suppose. I, I don't know. So, I mean, you know, perhaps we're, you know, similar but different in our thing. But as you say, it, it could it could definitely definitely be 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 either i suppose as it goes through seeing we, we touch briefly on the boss fight i found and i'd be interested because you play a lot more of these games i found this game to be difficult at the start not only for the controls but some of the platforming but then i don't play a lot of platformers in this style of game uh, you play a lot more what, what sort of difficulty rating would you give this game like is it a entry level medium like um not quite entry but not medium if you're just playing and you don't care about trophies, probably a uh, like a two and a half or a three out of ten. The uh, the issue I have, mm. and I'm gonna have to do it, <laughs> is there's a there's a speed run trophy oh, in this yes. game, and you have to play the whole game without dying in under an hour. Mm. And what I don't like is that there's a lot of stuff in this game you can't skip that's just pre scripted, like when she gets hungry. You are just burning time because you can't run. You take four steps and she stops and she's got her hunger pains and ugh, I'm not looking forward to that. No. And I believe the the final video or the cutscene also counts in that time where you can't really do anything right. but slowly walk forward. So it's 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 <laughs> a, frustration. You know, yeah. It's a it's probably fifty five like it's not there's not a whole lot of window for error here. Which is a bummer. No. In fact, that was one of the things that I thought. Obviously, you know, listen, the trophies don't 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 concern me. But uh, when I when I sort of realized that was a trophy, and and you know, getting towards the end of the game, and my first thought was, wow, this will probably stop a lot of people from playing this game because you know that that's quite a difficult trophy or whatever, and that would be a real shame because you know th- that trophy aside, I mean, I don't I don't know the collectible trophies. I didn't bother with them, but they didn't seem too difficult. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure, Mindy. Maybe you can talk to that, but. And the other trophies are just general progression, loosely, anyway. But it's almost a game you could play with without the trophies, like instead of the trophies, or not worry about the trophies, perhaps. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. Um, collectibles weren't too bad. There is one collectible that's in like the between chapters three and four. Like as soon as you spawn, you have to go in the opposite direction to enter this little room. The problem is if you go, they might have patched this by now, but if you load up chapter select it does not put you at that very beginning spot it puts you in like the first room proper of the next chapter so if you miss that one little collectible you have to play through chapter three again they may have patched it oh yes that's that's unfortunate if you know what you're doing i mean you know technically i suppose the game can be beaten in an hour so the levels can be they're reasonable length aren't they 15 minutes 10 to 15 minutes if you know what you're doing yeah it, it, yes, if you're doing a cleanup run, I suppose. In in that the DLC we're not going to touch on, but it does streamline seamlessly into the base game as well. So that would obviously be something you'd like to look at. One of my, I, I'm not sure if you have any sort of final thoughts, Mindy, but one of my final thoughts was, and what I really, I think probably the selling point for me on this game, having you know said that I did enjoy many fa- facets of it, is the sound design in this game is fantastic. There is almost no music in this game except for a very brief melody uh, in the final chapter mm. where the, the boss hums, which is is fine. 
or whatever. But the the sound design, the, the steps you can hear her taking between the wooden creaky floors or the metallic, you know, um, the hardship surfaces when she's in the water, you know, when there's there's other things happening around you. The sound design is absolutely fantastic, and. I think you know, you know, obviously a good sound system or whatever. But I would definitely recommend this game being played in a, in a headphones. I think I'm not even sure. I think it may have warned you at the start that as well. It might be one of these games, but it, it really is something. You know, a good good pair of noise cancelling headphones if you can, and just just listen because not every game pays that much attention to those small details, Mindy. And that that's something that I really did enjoy. I so I have some questions for you, please. What was so there was the um, the janitor. There's the twin chefs, there's the guests, and there's the lady. Which ones worked for you and which ones didn't work for you? Like I enjoyed or is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, can I, to be completely honest with you, I did not enjoy the first two chapters of this game at all. I played it over a couple of sessions and I, I just, it was a real push for me. The game I really started to enjoy from the kitchen area with the chefs. I don't know. It just... And, and in full disclosure, I used a bit of a guide even to get through the first two levels. I think predominantly because I don't play a lot of these games, I didn't even know basic mechanics. Like I was standing and I didn't even consider the fact that maybe you could climb the wall up the, the rope work or something and because it's very dark. And so I think I had to get my head around that. And I think that clouded the first chapter in a bit for me. I just mechanics that I, I'm not used to in the games that I play. But I thought from the kitchen, the guest area and the ladies' quarters, I didn't need a guide at all. The game played very easy or, you know, very easy, but it, it flowed at a much better pace for me. So I, I like that kitchen bit. I really did like, and you would have done it, Mindy, I assume, the the trophy for putting the uh, different vegetables into the into the pot in the kitchen and then having to also you had to do it stealthy like you had to hide under the table and then you had to get up on the table at one point when he was chopping and and stuff like that so I I did enjoy that part quite a lot and then I think the end of the guest area was the peak of the the game for me though as we've already talked about where they're all chasing you and this this just push you know massive push to get off that table and and everyone's coming at you I thought and it's coming at you like it's an element that I don't like we've talked about with other people before in horror, it's an element that I don't like. It's it's this element that I know you can't do anything about. You can't turn around and smash them and or slap them or hit them and get rid of them. They're going to keep coming at you. It's a it, it's my problem with games like Resident Evil Two that that thing chasing you. My my ultimate problem with Outlast. It's just this this thing that's always there, and I find that I find that very tense. I don't know whether I find it frightening, but I, I find it. I mean, a great example is is uh, if you've played this and as uh, the Layers of Fear two, it's a very chilled, relaxed game, and then between the chapters, this thing comes at you, and it's just, it's very tense. I find so I did appreciate that in the chapter four. I think this time maybe because it wasn't so overpowering, I could do it. But yeah, I, I like that. I didn't so much. I know I'm going on here, but then I can let you respond. It'll be easier, perhaps. Uh, I didn't so much like the ending of the the, the boss fight at the end. I thought that was. I was surprised there was even a boss fight, to be honest with you. I thought it was just going to continue on the way it sort of did, like like most of the game did, but I didn't dislike it. And I think it was it was rewarded enough with what happened after that in the, the cut scene and, and her attacking it and eating it and then looking at you, as we've said, and then ascending up the stairs. So, yeah, I thought it was it was good, a good, concise package. And I think if you were familiar with platformers, it, you wouldn't have any problem with the first two levels. So, you know, I- even if you're doing it slowly, it's probably only a two to three hour sort of tight experience. So I know I went on a bit there, Mindy. I'm not sure that I answered your question, but that was my overall. Well, I really liked the janitor. So he was the guy with the with the cloth blindfold and the really long arms. 
I thought he was the creepiest part of this game. And there's one specific part where you're you're climbing up and you get onto this platform and then just he just kind of melts out of the ceiling and starts walking in front of you. Yes. Like he just kind of his you know, he's hanging from his arms and he just kind of drops down very smoothly, mm. very slowly, and just starts walking. Very creepy moment. It is. Well, there's that great bit where his arms are coming through the walls too. Mm. And you have to go under them. Yeah. Yeah. It is good. <laughs> I did not. I I'm I'm with you. I also did not like the boss fight. I didn't like that there was a boss fight. It felt like they put it in there just to have a boss fight. My major issue with the boss fight was the fact that it doesn't. It felt very game e. It didn't track as to why this this happened. So yes. throughout, and this is something I wanted to bring up, is that throughout the game there are there's two mirrors that are that are you know intact and one of them you break and go through it and the other one is the one you ultimately use to defeat the boss the lady my my issue is is that there is nothing in the game that would lead you to believe that her weakness is mirrors there's no you're not passing broken mirrors throughout your entire time on the ship it's just there's no mirrors but you are constantly going through places where you would not expect to see mm. mirrors. And then at the end, you're walking through the lady's quarters and she's standing in front of a shattered mirror and doing her hair with that very haunting. She's just kind of humming and, and brushing her hair. And then very soon after that, you find just a little hand mirror and you use that to, to defeat her. That felt very gamey to me. That took me out of it. And that made me, made me sad. Because I thought they were doing a really good job up for them. You're right, though. The first couple of stages feel like a different game. Because it has, speaking of gamey things, they have those two sections with, like, the eye and the beam of light. And if you stand in the beam of light, you turn into stone. And then that's just gone after the first two stages. That doesn't come back. It does feel like two games. Or just these ideas that didn't quite mesh together the way they should have. But I think there are so many great just kind of... Mm smaller rooms throughout this game that make it worth playing oh look I, I i totally agree and it's a game that i imagine you could go back after time and you'd probably see different things in it that maybe you didn't see on your your first playthrough or, or there, there is some some depth there i think there is and what Sorry, having said that, though, and I wanted to ask you this is, and again, because I don't play a lot of these games, perhaps it was it was starting to grate on me. But, uh, you know, as we said, there was difference between the, the the one to the five. And, and you know, I played it over like a, I sort of, I think I played the first two chapters, then I played three, four, five in the first DLC in a session the next day. And I sort of thought at that point, that's why I messaged you about the DLC, I sort of thought like I've had enough of this game for a while. Like it, it's not the same, but it's similar, you know, now. And so I, I want a break. So I don't know, like. I almost want to say like it didn't feel like an ending. It needed more. But at the same time, I'd had enough of, of what, what it was doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, well, you have to remember the DLC came out over a couple of months. So it would have been, you would have had some time off and then. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And the DLC slots into parts of the story. One, I know we're not going to talk about it, but it uses the same settings and is sort of going on, if you like, before the main story as well. It's it's all plays with the timeline a little bit. So, Yeah. I, I think the game, I don't know, like th that's what I thought about the ending. It's almost like you wanted more, but at the same time I didn't need any more as well. So I suppose that's a sign of a good a good, a good piece of art that it leaves you wanting more, but but you also feel like you've had enough. 
as well. It's a very eccentric way of looking at it. <laughs> this is one of those media, this is one of those things that you get more out of it if you really embrace the multimedia concept of it. So there's the game and then the DLC, and then there's an iOS game that's a prequel to the game. So it teaches you a little more. And then there's a comic book. There's a, like oh, a four or notice. five issue comic book. And these are all canon. So it's it's one of those things where the ah. it's still uh, interpretable, but you get bits and pieces of information from different pieces of media in this in this game. So it's up to you to to track it down. That is interesting. Well, that that would make more sense. Yeah, I hadn't hadn't I didn't know about that. So, sort of wrapping us up here, Mindy. Do you recommend it? You know, what, what final thoughts? What do you think? I I do recommend it. I liked it. I I like that it kind of plays on this idea of at least I think at least I think it does plays on the idea of just kind of childhood fears. I think that's why everything is so big. Is because you know when you're a kid, everything mm. is just kind of massive and mm. and scary. Uh, not in the way that whatever that game was where you play as a little baby. Oh, Among the Sleep. Mm. Yes, mm. but this one just makes it darker. I also, I also kind of think, honestly, I, I kind of think that this is a a ship of cannibals. I really do. <laughs> well, yes. I think, I think that's a story that they're telling, just by if you're paying attention to the the things that you are platforming on. Yes. I think maybe that's why the kids are there. I think they're eating the kids. Growing them, growing them into fine meals, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah well. No, I really do. Because if you look, if you go through the kitchen scene, like you look at them unwrapping this meat and it's it's like the same size as six yes yeah I, I won't i won't say anymore but when you do get to the dlc that definitely goes into that the second dlc in particular definitely goes into that so that's i think you're right i do definitely think you're right on that that line of thinking so look listeners you know i think look it is the week of scare you know it's a different type of scare but it's it's high tension and if for no other reason if you're if you're not a platforming fan i think you'll still find value in this game i definitely did if you're interested in sound design and and that those concepts then i would highly recommend this game it's one of the i mean it's one of the 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 best attention to detail that i've played in in probably in a couple of years so look i think we both endorse it and the great thing, Mindy, uh, you told me before we started is that it is on sale at the moment in the current PSN Halloween sale. Correct. Uh, so is the DLC, I believe. Perfect. So there you go, listeners. That's just a short little deep dive. Well, it didn't turn out to be that short, but, you know, it was a deep dive of sorts uh, into the little nightmares. As deep as you can get into something that is very interpretable, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. And look, we'd be fascinated to hear your, your it's, it's it's one of those great things that, you know, you might you might be sitting there going, wow, it, it meant something totally different to me or whatever. So, you know, and that is totally fine. We'd, we'd be fascinated to hear your, your takes on it. But if you've sat on the fence for a while or if you never knew about it i would definitely recommend you know giving it a go this week it'll only take a few hours you know jump in have fun and then and then let us know anything else mindy or shall we move on uh no but i think we should come back when we've both done the dlc i think so yeah look 
let's bookmark it. So, listeners, you know the spiel. If you're trying to find us, we're on all good podcast providers, yada, yada. You can catch it at the end of the main episode. You can, of course, reach out, comment, or, you know, let us know what you thought on Twitter at Push2Plat, or you can send us an email at Push2Plat at Gmail. This will also be on YouTube if you want to leave a comment there. And our Discord will be in the show notes if you want to join us. So, a little bit of a shorter episode today. Expect another one in a day or two, and then our main one by the end of the week. We hope you have a great week. Maybe a spooky week. Catch you soon. Ooh.